calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about McCarthyism. So grab your House Un-American Activities Committee. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Wolentowski. And tis the season tis the to season. be jolly. Fa la 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. Or the other holidays that are also in this time period that are not Christmas. That's also true. We recognize all of them, mm-hmm. whatever you celebrate. We've we've passed Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We're in the winter time, the Correct. winter holidays. Yes. For me, coming from now now it's now it's both. Now it's Christmas and Hanukkah. Yes, because you, you are marrying a, a Jewish person. I am marrying a Jew. I am marrying a, a little little Jew boy. Mm-hmm. So lots of lots of celebrations. That's awesome. This year Hanukkah and and Christmas like really overlap. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, like that's it's cool. really Hanukkah's really late in the month. So okay. it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Have you started your because I know my Christmas vacation? Yeah. Your I whole know. your whole song and dance. I have started Christmas shopping. I would say like I'm half-ish way through, maybe a little bit more than half, maybe two-thirds. Hmm. 
I decided, I think this is coming out after the first, so um, my girlfriend will be aware of this by the time that comes out if she does listen. I decided I, like, wanted to make her an advent calendar this year. Oh, how cute. So I, That's I so got, crafty. Like, it, I mean, by make, I'm going to, like, wrap them, and I got stencils, and I'm cutting out, like, either brown paper or wrapping paper, and I'm going to mix and match the thing. Mm-hmm. But stencil out the numbers. But I got little things from all the little stores that she likes, so I'm like... Actually, the amount of money that I would spend on an advent calendar that's like worth it, yeah, is probably equal to me buying the small things. And I know right, that it's right. stuff that and she'll personalizing like. it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, we're going up state to uh, to stay at, at a friend's house. Um, we're gonna get our tree there and come back and put it up. Yes. So right now, our apartment is a melange of Thanksgiving. There's some leftover melange. Halloween. There's a yes. but our Christmas wreath is up. Yeah. You're we in transition. The movies. We are in transition. Yeah. We yeah. have watched three Christmas movies so far, so we are well in our way. Yep. Perfect. Yep. And we will continue to update you mm-hmm. all just like we did for Halloween oh on what we're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I there a lot of very very exciting films in this genre that yes. I I am I wait for this time of year to watch. So I am very excited to go. So the Halloween Christmas movie crossover was not anything I was aware of until I started dating my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, sure. Yes. That the, one. The, the, the one. The one. But there's a couple. And if you have not seen them, you should watch them. One is Better Watch Out. <laughs> oh, sure. It's, sure. It's really good. Black Christmas, the old Black Christmas, super fun. Oh, I don't, I don't think I've seen that. That one's good. Oh, Jack Frost. Jack Frost. It's a great co- crossover. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then we're, I'm excited to go see um, Violent Night in the theater. That looks good. Oh, I didn't, I don't even know what that is. I'll yeah. look it up. Yeah. It comes out, I think, December 2nd, not an ad for Violent Night. I'm just really excited <laughs> to go just see excited it. to see a movie. Yeah. You're excited to see a movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm excited for the season, and I can't think of anything better to kick off the holiday season than talking about, you guessed it, McCarthyism. Oh, do you know what it was called? Because it was also called the Red Scare. And what is a major color of this season? Red. Red. There we go. There we go. There we go. That was like a built-in transition. Ooh, yummy, yummy in my tummy, tummy. Yes, big, big topic today. I am excited. I feel like it's, again, one of those topics where I know the gist. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know the hot points. I understand what happened, especially because, like, a lot of people who were sort of swept up in this red scare, the, 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 the hearings and whatever were artists like they were right. they were a big community that was you know considered to be like in cahoots with the with the communist party right so from that perspective i know more than probably others mm-hmm. but still so much so much to learn the fact that he like had this amount of control I think has always been so fascinating to me. Yeah. Like, who was nobody being like, "Hey, we should reel in, in Joe. <laughs> he's well, out of he's out of control. He's a little out of control." But I do. I mean, eventually they did reel him in, right, or not right. even reel. I mean, reel him in. They eventually they were like, 
you're a disgrace. Now you're crazy. <laughs> this is no, no. We don't support this anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of like, where's that sentiment now? Where's the like? We recognize this has crossed a line. It is crazy. Let's stop talking to the crazy man at the yeah, podium. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's yeah. exciting. So we're gonna talk all about it today and open it wide up up oh crack it wide open crack it wide open trying to say i was like it wasn't there we're gonna we're gonna crack it wide open that's what we're gonna do but before we crack it before we crack our egg uh do you Mm want to tell us about today's sources two strong ones i am excited oh wait there's three i didn't put the third one on there which i will do surprise i know surprise a surprise pitch hitter so senate.gov Obviously, Love. because this Strong. all happened in the Congress. Mm-hmm. Miller Center at UVA had some yeah, great sure. kind of like background cultural ambiance of the moment information. <laughs> and then, of course, the one that I forgot to put on because she is our beloved history.com. Mm. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I was I was surprised that yes. we wouldn't have pulled from her. But of course we did. Of course we did. Of, of course, course we, we did. did. Well, let's start by laying some groundwork as to why Joseph McCarthy would even be going B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And it is because of this cute little thing called the Red Scare. And I am not talking about my period, honey. I am talking about (laughs) communism. Communism. (laughs) Which this one was called the Red Scare. Mm -hmm. And great title. A great name. Great name. The yes. Red Scare. So strong. So, so strong. Mm. It's like, it's like what did we do the episode on? It was like, oh, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Crisis. So uh, I know everything we get I need it. to know. We know strong. where it is. We know what it is. We know what level of DEF CON we're at. Yeah. And honestly, not far from, from I mean, the Red no. Scare, Cuban Missile Crisis. Like this era, yeah. we were, the Cold War, nailing, nailing. the descriptors. Yes. Nailing it. Yes. So let's talk about the Red Scare. Here we go. The Red Scare was hysteria over the perceived threat posed by communists in the United States during the Cold War between the Soviet Union and the United States, which intensified in the late 1940s and early 1950s. Communists, if you didn't know, were often referred to as, quote, Reds, for their allegiance to the red Soviet flag. Red and they're scary. Red scare. Red scare. Red scary. The red scare led to a range of actions that had a profound and enduring effect on the U.S. government and society. Federal employees were analyzed to determine whether they were sufficiently loyal to the government, and the House Un-American Activities Committee as well as U.S. Senator Joseph R. McCarthy, investigated allegations of subversive elements in the government and the Hollywood film industry. Yes. (laughs) Okay, there's so many things I want to talk about. Number one. Number freaking one. So we have the great title of the Red Scare. Super, super strong. Mm -hmm. How does the U.S. respond? By creating the most difficult Lee named committee, the House Un-American Activities Committee. We fucked it up. It's a horrible name for a committee. A horrible name. 
un the house uh, un-American, un-american activity why not just ca- ca- call it the house traders committee or like the anti-communist committee or like right. literally <laughs> to to put un in there i went for the drama i know the un-american un-american uh, it's so activities committee it's a lot of syllables it's so it's too much it's too much i mean so that's number one. And then number two is that McCarthy is gonna gonna sniff out the commute, the commies in the government and the Hollywood film industry. Oh yes. The the two pillars of two American pillars. society, mm-hmm. the government and Hollywood. We're gonna yeah. find the commies and that will bring down the fall of communism. Right. Love it. It's a great plan. Great plan. Solid. I see it. I see Solid the Solid plan. In the early 1950s, American leaders repeatedly told the public that they should be fearful of subversive communist influence in their lives. Communists could be lurking anywhere, using their positions as school teachers, college professors, labor organizers, artists, or journalists to aid the program of world communist domination. Okay, the Miller Center is going off. Yes. And I love this. Yes, they're, it's very dramatic. and It's so I mean, dramatic. I just also feel like this would... For people to believe this, you would have... Like, this is a lot of people to have to coordinate to get something done on a massive sure. scale. And school teachers, I'm going to guess, are busy. Well, but this is the power of propaganda. Right. Like, that we... I think in some ways we can see the power of propaganda in sort of like, I think if you look at like the alt, alt, right? Right. You know, and, and the things that they believe, or like QAnon, like the things yes. that they believe to be true, oh, that's where very you're like, true, yes. what? Why? That's, I think, maybe a sliver of this. Yeah. But this was, this was just mass propaganda and it was in the regular like newspapers, like it right. was... The government telling you that this was a thing. So you don't have the internet. You don't have things to help balance out these messages that are being delivered to the public. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to like wrap your head around it, but they went hard against the commies. Oh yeah. They're like, we're going to everywhere. all of you out. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not unlike the sentiment of... It's. It, I mean, it's kind of like a bit, a bit like today with, you know, I think conservatives or people at least, you know, farther on the right than the people in the middle and the moderates would tend to, would probably say that Hollywood is very liberal. They push a liberal oh, sure. propaganda. Or it's like, you know, you'll see it in the, like the, the, the fear of giving parents fear that their children are being taught critical race theory or they're taught that they have to be gay or they're taught, right, you right. know, like <laughs> the the banning of books. Like it, it's always yep. using fear of what your our children are being taught, I think yeah. is a, a, a tactic that's been used oh, throughout sure. time and space. Sure. And in indoc- time and space. Right. And an indoctrination into something that is bad and evil that you need to protect mm-hmm. them from. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm Correct. very evil 
as a gay. Very evil gay. And I've always said it. I've always I know. said it. I, I know. mean, you're a gay, you're a woman who's a gay. Mm-hmm. I just... Just the evilest. There's nothing redeeming. No. <laughs> not Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Continuing on with communism. The paranoia <laughs> about the internal communist threat, what we call the Red Scare, reached a fever pitch between 1950 and 1954 when Senator Joe McCarthy of Wisconsin, I don't know he's from Wisconsin, like nothing against Wisconsin, but like- I know, that actually like, was maybe the most surprising thing in these notes. They I buried was like, the lead. Wisconsin, all right. Like, who are you talking to in Wisconsin? That's like a communist. Come on. <laughs> Get a grip. Get a grip. (laughs) So Joe McCarthy from Wisconsin, who was a right-wing Republican, launched a series of highly publicized probes into the alleged communist penetration of the State Department, the White House, the Treasury, and even the U.S. Army. During Eisenhower's first two years in office, McCarthy's shrieking, Denunciations and fear-mongering created a climate of fear and suspicion across the country. No one dared tangle with McCarthy for fear of being labeled disloyal. See, that's when you when you legitimize the crazy. Right, right. We gave way too much power to way Joseph too much McCarthy power to this guy. And, no, and what he said. <laughs> right. He's from Wisconsin. Not that we don't love Wisconsin. Love Milwaukee. But really? Joe, <laughs> come on. Right. Go off. Senator McCarthy once said in 1953, quote, any man who has been named by either a senator or a committee or a congressman as dangerous to the welfare of this nation, his, his, his. name should be submitted to the various intelligence units and they should conduct a complete check upon him. It's not too much to ask, end not, quote. We should invade everybody's privacy. It's not too much to ask to make it's sure not the too commies are mm. not taking over. The male commies, mm-hmm. to be specific. <laughs> Although I do think that they did end up interviewing some women, but... Oh, yeah. The threats are the men. The threats are the men. For sure, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. The first Red Scare first occurred in the wake of World War One. The Russian Revolution of 1917 saw the Bolsheviks, led by Vladimir Lenin, topple the Romanov dynasty, kicking off the rise of the Communist Party and inspiring international fear of Bolsheviks and anarchists. Which I have to say, this makes so much more sense to me. Yeah. Then the sort of second Red Scare, the Joseph McCarthy area. I'm like, I get it. The communists literally... It overthrow the government. They, yes. they murder the entire Romanov family, which does spur one of the greatest animated uh, films for children. Oh, my God. Uh, Anastasia. Oh, my in God. In the Dark of the Night. If you have not watched her. it, please, for your the health of your soul, watch. The health of your soul, watch Anastasia. it. It is, it is the best mm-hmm. animated musical, and it's not Disney. I and hate it's not to say Disney. it. I hate to say I kind of love to say it. I, I love to say it. But I do, I do think you can watch it on Disney Plus. Like somehow, I think they got the rights. To they it. got the rights. To it. Okay, they were like, "We're going to yeah. acquire this because how could it not not be us?" Okay, it's it's a great, uh, it's great for the canon. Anyways, yeah. the, this I'm like, this is where McCarthy would have shined. Right, right. To me, it's like 
tell me if you agree with this analogy. It's like mm. how in the the nineties, eighties, nineties, we had the um, like the satanic cult scare, and oh, so sure. we were all afraid for the children. Believe the children. We're all afraid for the children. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then, like, fast forward to, like, I forget what it looks, 2016, when Hillary Clinton was supposedly, like, kidnapping babies in a pizza hut or something like that. And you're like, sure. You sure, know, sure, like sure. We've, we've gone far afield. We were already very far afield in the crazy yeah. world of the satanic cults of the 1980s and 90s. But now we've carried it so far that people are showing yeah. up to a pizza place in Washington, D.C. because they think yeah. a candidate for, presidents, for, for the presidency is kidnapping and killing babies. <laughs> Right, right. It no. got out of hand. Got out it's of like hand. St- it starts from a legitimate place of like, right. yeah, these guys did some fucked up things. Right. And now has grown to like, okay, wait, hold on. This doesn't hold mean on. that like everybody is a communist. No, 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 no. Like I, I did not, I did not overthrow the Romanovs. Just put just it out there. put that out there. Like, do you see them? Great fashion. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare. Lo- love the castle. Yeah, but if you like read War and Peace, it's like, well, you must be a communist, you know, like right, that right. sort of thing. Right. Anywho, keep going. <laughs> so uh, then in the United States, labor strikes were on the rise and the press sensationalized them as being caused by immigrants. Ah, I know. We really don't get new ideas. <laughs> no, it's just the same thing on repeat. That's why we have the shapes, yeah. the same shows that get remade every year. Yeah, yeah. The press sensationalized the labor strikes as being caused by immigrants bent on bringing down the American way of life. Hmm. You know that American way of life? You know that American way of life? What's the American way of life? You know what I I mean? Like, what, a 60-hour work week and back-breaking work and booze instead of water? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) No health (laughs) care. No health care. No time with the kids. No sleep. Just dirty all the time. I, look... Let me let me say it. I love I love being an American. You know, like it's sure. I I, yeah. I I roast this country with affection. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like we act as though we have the same type of like culture to us that that people like the French do. Right. When you say like the French way of life, you know exactly what that means. Yes. It's like you're sitting in a cafe with a cigarette eating a baguette. Like it's oh my God. so crystal my clear. It's stereotypical, yeah. but it's crystal clear. Right. We actually don't have that. <laughs> it's like a country. Right. Cause because we all came from different places. So like the idea right. that like like the New York way of life is very different from the Texas way of life. Yeah. And even back then. Yeah. It's always been and, different. Right. And like, uh, yeah. But we I do like to agree. present ourselves as like the American way. I'm oh, like, sure. what well, is you, that? Like, you need a united front. You need a united front. We, we're, we don't agree on anything. We no. really don't agree on anything. No. Uh, anywho. So I digress. We're, <laughs> we're being threatened by the immigrants who like are taking down our American way of life. The Sedition Act of 1918 targeted people who criticized the government, monitoring radicals and labor union leaders with the threat of deportation. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this act before. It's, yeah. um, it's some fucked up stuff. Fucked up stuff. 
The fear turned to violence with the 1919 anarchist bombings, which was a series of bombs targeting law enforcement and government officials. Bombs went off in a wide number of cities, including Boston, Cleveland, Philadelphia, D.C., and New York City. The first Red Scare climaxed in 1919 and 1920 when the United States Attorney General Alexander Mitchell Palmer ordered the Palmer Raids, Ooh. which was a, <laughs> a series of violent law enforcement raids targeting leftist radicals and anarchists. They kicked off a period of unrest that became known as the Red Summer. Great name. Red Summer. Red Great Summer. Name. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So that's the first Red Scare. And now we're going to talk about the second Red Scare, which begins, as you can imagine, post World War Two, and leads up to our our friend Joe McCarthy mm-hmm. taking center stage of the U.S. government 
Like, it's crazy. Anyways, we'll get there. So following World War II, the Democratic United States and the Communist Soviet Union became engaged in a series of largely political and economic clashes known as the Cold War. And if you have not listened to our episode or our two-part episode on the Berlin Wall or our most recent episode on the Cuban Missile Crisis, we've been doing a lot of like Cold War episodes, just not intentionally. Like, yeah, now it's a series. (laughs) Now it's a series. But go and listen to those. They pair well with this. It's a great pairing. The intense rivalry between the two superpowers raised concerns in the United States that communists and leftist sympathizers inside America might actively work as Soviet spies and pose a threat to the U.S. security. They're like, the call is coming from inside the house. house. Right. This was their big fear. Such ideas were not totally unfounded. The Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, or the USSR, which... I have to say, I did not know what that stood for. It really never occurred to me what the acronym stood for. I, know. I saw that and I was like, oh, right. I never thought to ask that in school. Yeah. That's not what I, I would have thought. Yeah. I, mean, I probably could have guessed most of it, although I, I may have said United as opposed to Union because right. I'm American. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. The, I mean, Soviet, yes, because we would call them the Soviets. Sure. Right. Oh, I, um, I don't know if I would have gotten socialists. No, I don't know that I would have either. Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. Yeah. USSR. Wild. Okay. That's what it means. Yep. So the USSR had long carried out espionage activities inside America with the aid of US citizens, particularly during World War II. So they've they've come inside the house before and, and made a ruckus. Yeah. As apprehension about Soviet influence grew as the Cold War heated up, (laughs) U.S. leaders decided to take action. On March 21st, 1947, President Harry S. Truman issued Executive Order 9835, also known as the Loyalty Order, which mandated that all federal employees be analyzed to determine whether they were sufficiently loyal to the government. We doing some shit. We're, uh, Truman, uh, he's... I know he's your favorite. ...been president, which feels like for 30 years yeah. during this time, because right. he's doing so much. So much. Truman's loyalty program was a startling development for a country that prized the concepts of personal liberty and freedom of political organization... Yet it was only one of many questionable activities that occurred during the period of anti-communist hysteria known as the Red Scare 2.0. The squeakquel, if you will. (gasps) One of the pioneering efforts to investigate the communist activities took place in the U.S. House of Representatives, where the House Un-American Activities Committee was formed in 1938. The committee's investigations frequently focused on exposing communists working inside the federal government or subversive elements working in the Hollywood film industry, and the committee gained new momentum following World War II as the Cold War began. Under pressure from the negative publicity aimed at their studios, Movie executives created Hollywood blacklists that barred suspected radicals from employment, 
Similar lists were also established in other industries. So this becomes a mess real quick. Real quick. Real quick. And like everybody's just so afraid of being labeled a communist that they do like a blacklist. Yeah. For what? (laughs) Like because I because I don't agree with this. Right. Then you get blacklist. It's crazy. Whether you were or not, if you didn't comply, you were Mm -hmm. thought of as being a communist and then therefore blacklisted. Yeah. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. You you know what I mean? Right. So let's talk a little bit about the role of the FBI. Yes. Yes. Always. They're always up to something. I kind of want to do a biopic biopic on J. Edgar Hoover because he seems like quite a character and kind of a dickwad. Definitely warrants a biopic biopic. I also, we got to do one on the FBI. Oh, yes. We have not done one on the... How have we missed that opportunity? And the CIA. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So the role of the FBI in the Red Scare, the McCarthyism writ large. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, or the FBI, and its longtime director, J. Edgar Hoover, aided many of the legislative investigations of communist activities. Sure. Sure. An ardent anti-communist, Hoover had been a key player in an earlier, though less pervasive, Red Scare in the year in the years following World War One. So he's done this. It's not his first rodeo. It's not his first rodeo. No. It's. I've always also like when I was younger. To me, J. Edgar Hoover and Joseph McCarthy like were interchangeable to me. Mm-hmm. Like I often thought of them as the same person even though i obviously now know they're very separate but like right right they at this point in their both of their careers became weirdly kind of synonymous with each other because they were both working to achieve this thing yeah with the dawning of the new anti-communist crusade in the late 1940s hoover's agency compiled extensive files on suspected subversives which sounds like some weird sci-fi name (laughs) We got the suspected subversive, subversive. in our eye of eye shot. I, it's also I, hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This is not a not a great history.com. Not a great not a great title. Suspected subversives through the use of wiretaps, surveillance, and the infiltration of leftist groups. Mm, sure. The information obtained by the FBI proved essential in high profile legal cases, including the 1949 conviction of 12 prominent members of the American Communist Party on charges that they had advocated the overthrow of the government. Mm. Moreover, Hoover's agents helped build the case. Oh, we should do an episode on these people, too. Oh, I really want to do an episode on these people. This, I mean, I will have to say, well, say who they are, and then I'll say my thing. Hoover's agents helped build a case against Julius Rosenberg and his wife, Ethel Rosenberg, who were convicted of espionage in 1951. The Rosenbergs were executed two years later. Yeah. So I didn't really, this is truly like all my fiance's doing. I was not aware of the Rosenbergs that mm-hmm. much. I mean, I, like maybe I had heard of them, but because again, my fiance is Jewish, it's, they were two Jews um, mm-hmm. who were convicted of espionage. So no, it's really that they learned. Yeah. Um, that they learned about. And like their, this story is crazy. It is so great. We executed yeah. these people. Yeah. For espionage. For it espionage. Is, 
Oh my god. Yeah, we really gotta we yeah, gotta when do you, one on this. It I really is... wanna Yeah, because I, I forget where I first heard of them. And it doesn't really matter, but I but in the context obviously that they had been killed for being spies and then subsequently read the stuff afterwards. And it's just like it's one of those things I'm like, how is this not a bigger blemish on Yeah on you that S dot? Well. Come on. All right, let's talk about, let's go back. We're circling back to our boy, Joseph McCarthy, and we're going to talk about the hearings. Because you can't have a red scare without McCarthy hearings. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay, this is the craziest sentence. The investigations by the committee, wait, the investigations by the Committee on Government Operations Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations... (laughs) One more time for the people who need a moment to digest all those words in the back. Okay. This is the whole, I think this is the whole title. That's why I had to do this like three times because I thought I was getting it wrong. No, no. This is what I think the title is. Yes. Here we go. The investigations by the Committee on Government Operations Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations (laughs) involving Senator Joseph McCarthy in 1953 and 1954 can be divided into two distinct phases. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Act one. (laughs) The first consisted of a series of hearings conducted by McCarthy as the subcommittee's chairman throughout 1953 and early 1954, in which McCarthy alleged communist influence was within the press and the federal government, including the State Department, the U.S. Army, and the government printing office. Of all things. Of all <laughs> like, things. Uh, and, and, right. and. These the three people office. who work there, because it's 1953. McCarthy had first made those accusations in February of 1950, so this was three or four years prior, during a speech in Wheeling, West Virginia. He used hearsay and intimidation to establish himself as a powerful and feared figure in American politics. He leveled charges of disloyalty at celebrities, intellectuals, and anyone who disagreed with his political views, costing many of his victims their reputations and jobs. So that was phase one. Phase two involved the subcommittee's investigation of McCarthy's attacks on the U.S. Army. Yeah, because he was like, the Army's full of commies. And they're like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait you a can, second, hold you on. You can attack the American people. <laughs> yeah. But you can't the attack big. the Army. Yeah, especially this is less, this isn't even 10 years after World War II. Right. And you're going to go after the Army? Army? Whew. Did you not see D-Day? I just I can't. As early as 1950, some senators felt deeply troubled by what they considered McCarthy's reckless accusations. After the army alleged that McCarthy had sought special treatment for one of his former staff members, McCarthy himself became subject of the investigation. How's it feel, motherfucker? How's it feel? How's it feel? And oh my god. I gave I gave Lizzie all I'm the I am words. tickled pink by the title of this investigation. So this one was called 
the special Senate investigation on charges and countercharges involving Secretary of the Army Robert T. Stevens, John G. Adams, H. Struve Hensel, and Senator Joe McCarthy, Roy M. Cohn, and Francis P. Carr. That's the whole title. The title of, of the event. Of the oh. special investigation. Could you imagine having to type that? This is typewriter days. This is yeah. click, 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 click. This Ching. isn't copy paste. Yeah. This yeah. isn't control C, control V. Mm-hmm. McCarthy, during this time, temporarily stepped down as chairman and member of this committee. <laughs> sure. Sure. Carl Munt presided over the hearings as acting chairman, and Henry Dorschach was temporarily seated as a member in McCarthy's place. Known as the Army McCarthy Hearings, better title, that's better what it should title. have been titled. Right. They were broadcast on national television, and they contributed to McCarthy's declining national popularity. Correct. For sure. For Correct. Sure. McCarthy's reign of terror continued until his colleagues formally denounced his tactics in 1954 during the Army McCarthy hearings, when Army lawyer Joseph Welch famously asked McCarthy, quote, Have you no decency? End quote. And finally, on December 2nd, 1954, the Senate censured McCarthy, which basically gave a slap on the wrist. Right. They were like, stop talking. Stop talking now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he kept his job, but they censured him. They censured him. Yeah. You can't yeah. go after the army. You can't no, don't, go after the no, army no. after, like, like a sneeze after World War II. We're, we're literally 75% of the male population yeah. are veterans right. of World War II, of or the adult male population. Or right. dead. Right. From from fighting um, in World War Two, and you're gonna and you're gonna go after the army? No, right. you gotta go after stay in Hollywood. <laughs> right, right, right. That's that's an easier people will they'll go there with you. But oh, the crying man. parents who lost their sons or the people who came back who fought yeah. who were traumatized, nobody is getting behind the like, yes, these people yeah. fought yeah. and died for communism. Against the like ultimate villain. Which was Nazi Germany. Like, right. we're, you know, it, it was something so tangible. And, like, what what the, the Nazis did and all of the concentration camp stuff, that had just right. come out. Because right, that came right. out after the war, like, towards the end of the war. So right. we're talking about the people who, who conquered the ultimate evil. Right. They're the communists. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Pick another group. <laughs> Literally any other group. <laughs> Uh, a miscalculation of risk a once again. A miscalculation of risk. Yikes. Big thumbs down on Joe McCarthy. Yeah, not a fan. But honestly. Gonna go out big, on a limb. Big thumbs down on Joe McCarthy, but also like everybody who enabled him in this time period. Oh, Because yes. it's, he did so much profound damage mm-hmm. and people only spoke out against him and the Senate only censured him after he did something so abhorrent, like go after the U S army. Right. But he had been doing such abhorrent things to that point. They just right. used an easy way out of like, right. Oh, you went after the army. You can't do that. Right. You know? It was like the solution to Al Capone. We'll never get him for all the murders. Right. Let's get so him let's for get him tax for... evasion. Sure. Sure. 
Yikes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the aftermath and like we've how we've been talking. Let's a little bit of the aftermath of the Red Scare and McCarthyism in all of these hearings. So initially, membership in leftist groups dropped as it became clear that such associations could lead to serious consequences. Mm-hmm. And dissenting voices from the left side of the political spectrum fell silent on a range of important issues. Yeah, they're like, we're, we like our job. <laughs> we like to keep yeah. feeding our families. We might agree with you, but we also like food. We also, food is right. good. I mean, the, the, the consequence is like way too right, way, severe. Way, yes. In judicial affairs, for example, support for free speech and other civil liberties eroded significantly. This trend was symbolized by the 1951 U.S. Supreme Court ruling in Dennis v. United States, which said that the free speech rights of accused communists could be restricted because their actions presented a clear and present danger to the government. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, I love a court case. You know, I love a court case in which SCOTUS is so directly responding to the public opinion. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. After they tell us time and time again that it's they not about that. the public opinion. No, 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 no. No, we're very impartial here at the SCOTUS. It's very completely impartial. impartial. Completely yep. impartial. Yep. I mean, it always comes back to a, uh, to a court case. It's like, of course, of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I don't know if we have lasting effects of McCarthyism today. Well, you know, maybe we do, because I do feel like it it definitely was a time period in which, uh, like your previous point, a certain side of the political spectrum was more quiet than they yeah. have ever been because the persecution was wild. Yeah. I feel like, too, when I read that part in the notes, I was like, oh, I mean, not that it's not the only explainer, but, um, you know, cause this was 70 years ago, but it does kind of give some historical color to like w- when you have a void for so long in, mm, in yeah. a side of politics, like it's hard to get that going again. Yeah. There's like a direct lineage where you can see like the the right and the Republicans that are kind of like from that McCarthy era coming up through, you know, basically you can get from like there to now. Yeah. It's like when you take the air out of somebody or, or take the air out of a movement because you threaten them with legal force or yeah. – or job insecurity or something, then it's like, you know, of course you're going to have like holes in, in, um, the trajectory. Yeah. Well, I also think it's, it's even to bring it way further back. Right. It's like, you know, if you go back a century before sort of quote unquote democratic party was the loser, the losing side of the, of the civil war. And then you had another vacuum where like democratic leaders, you know, were not in power because they shouldn't have been. But the the Democratic Party is like shifting and changing and like, you know, moving away from being <laughs> right. the losing party of the Civil War into this new amorphous thing. Then you have made then you have FDR come in right. and like blow the lid open. Right. And like then it so it's like I feel like we're in this identity crisis. Not identity crisis, I should say, but like 
this huge revolution of self yes. throughout this period. The World War Two is happening, and now here's McCarthyism. Like, we haven't settled down. No, no, no. <laughs> like, the identity isn't there, and now there's, like, communism. And now if you disagree with this person, it's like, oh, I'm a commie. Right. So I don't know. I can see I can see how like all of these things even tracing further, further back have led yeah. to this moment of like not a what you call balance in the political spectrum. No, no. No. And now here we are. So balanced. We're so balanced. <laughs> we're so balanced. So balanced. So balanced. I only think that we're balanced. But yeah. It's it's a wild thing that happened, and I think it's something that can happen again. Oh, with the right ab- thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. With the right thing. Yes. So keep that in mind as you start your holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> keep in mind that we are we are like one bad month away from communist hearings again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or something. Yeah. Something like it. I don't know. Something like it. But in the meantime, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate and review and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.